It's Saturday in the second week of Lent. It's also the Feast of St. Joseph. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. spiritual pilgrimage to the station churches of Rome. Today we gather at San Clemente, which we know very well, and then we go about 300 yards or so up to Santi Marcellino e Pietro, two saints that are mentioned in the Roman canon. Constantine the Great seems to have built this church on the Via Labicana, which runs in the same place now as it did in ancient times, with the very same name. This is a church in honor of the martyrs Peter and Marcellinus. Constantine had his mother St. Helena buried here in a porphyry tomb. Like many Roman churches, it underwent many restorations over the centuries. This one, however, was at one point entirely demolished, and a new church finished in 1754. St. Peter of this pair was an exorcist. He was imprisoned during the persecutions by Diocletian, and he wound up converting his jailers. The priest Marcellinus then baptized them. Eventually they were both beheaded. Their church was rebuilt in the 18th century by Benedict XIV Lambertini, who also had done work on the Trevi Fountain and on the facade of St. Mary Major. During the renovation of this church, an inscription was found which said that there had been here a church dedicated by Pope Syriacus, who died in 398, and other inscriptions from the time of Gregory III and Alexander IV in the 13th century. It's possible that this pair of saints, who were probably not brothers, nevertheless influenced the Mass formulary today in the Vetus Ordo in respect to the readings. The first reading is about Esau and Jacob, while the second, the Gospel, is the parable of the prodigal son, which also had two brothers. In the ordinary form, the Gospel has remained the same, though the parallel was lost, of course, in the first reading. We have twenty sermons by Pope St. Gregory the Great, who died in 604, that he preached in the ancient church of Saints Marcellinus and Peter. From Meditations for Each Day by Antonio Cardinal Bacci If it is true that the importance of his God-given role upon earth is the measure of a saint's greatness, then with the exception of Mary, none is greater than St. Joseph. He was chosen by God as the head of the Holy Family, as the most chaste spouse of the Mother of God and the foster father of Jesus Christ. The Word incarnate, the Lord and King of heaven and earth, was obedient to him, as was the Blessed Virgin, the holiest of creatures. He lived for thirty years in the company of Mary and was the chaste guardian of her virginity and divine motherhood. He had the privilege of clasping the holy infant to his breast and of providing by his labor for the needs of him whose omnipotence causes the corn to sprout and brings forth the many fruits of the soil. In this regard, St. Joseph is greater than any of the angels, for none of them was ever entrusted with such a sublime mission. 
For this reason, we should love him in the same way as he loved his most chaste spouse, Mary, and his foster child, Jesus. Knowing that he will certainly protect us, we should entrust all our cares and needs to him. The Collect from Holy Mass in the Vetus Ordo. Let us pray. May the merits of your most holy mother's spouse help us, we beseech you, O Lord, that through his intercession we may receive what we cannot obtain by our own efforts. O Remus, Sanctissime genitricis tue sponsi quesumus Domine meritis adjuvemur, ut quod possibilitas nostra non obtinet, eus nobis intercessione donetur. Qui vivis et regnas cum Deo Patre, in unitati Spiritus Sancti Deus, per omnia saecula saeculorum. Amen. <laughs> 